When was the last time I took a road trip? How many national parks could I hit in two weeks? What about hotels? Wait, hey, Erica, how much am I spending on travel? When your questions about life turn into questions about money, there's Erica, the virtual financial assistant to help you spend, save, and plan smarter. Only from Bank of America. What would you like the power to do? Erica is only available in the English language. You must download the latest version of the mobile banking app, only available on select mobile devices. Your chat may be recorded and monitored for quality assurance. Message and data rates and additional terms may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Have you ever gotten ice cream from the supermarket and you scoop it out, but it just doesn't have that ice cream parlor taste? Well, guess what? Did you know you can find real, unbelievably creamy ice cream at the grocery store? Yeah, that's right. Tillamook ice cream is made with more cream, so you get smooth, dreamy scoops each time. I'm not going to lie. The flavors are delicious and in family-sized cartons. I love their vanilla bean. Vanilla bean, to me, is the way that you judge anyone's ice cream, and their rich vanilla ice cream made with real crushed vanilla bean seeds is delicious or their organ strawberry oh, i love it sweet strawberry ice cream with ripe organ strawberry pieces so so good plus you got to check out their mudside flavor it's smooth chocolate ice cream with a ribbon of rich fudge and chocolatey chips oh it's so good i gotta go get some ice cream right now plus you know you're in good hands with tillamook brand they make over 200 different dairy products and the brand is farmer owned and led by dairy experts boy oh boy I love them all, and you're going to love them too. Whether it's birthday cake, peaches and cream, mint chocolate chip, banana split, or cookies and cream, there is a flavor for you. Find Tillamook ice cream near you at Tillamook.com. That's T-I-L-L-A-M-O-O-K.com. How is your sock drawer looking? I know when I open up mine, it is a sad scene. There's lone socks, holy socks. Well, guess what? It's spring cleaning, which means Bomba's spring collection is here, and they have new garden party socks that bring the party to your feet. They've got stripes and florals, all new, vintage colored rib socks. I love them. They are the best sock your feet have ever been in. Get comfy this spring and give back with Bomba's. Head on over to bombas.com slash bonkers and use the code bonkers for 20% off your first purchase. That's B. O-M-B-A-S.com slash bonkers. Use the code bonkers at checkout. Listen up, fartheads. Put your ball earrings on and take a trip down reanimation lane. We saw Friday the 13th, part six, Jason Lives. So you know what that means. California on Friday the 13th for a very special episode of the show. We have gone into the future and we have seen what Jason becomes when we watch Jason 10, Jason in Space. And now we go back to a simpler time, the year 1986 where Jason is just a reanimated corpse. (laughs) If you've never seen a Friday the 13th movie, have no fear. It doesn't make a fucking lick of difference. (laughs) 
This is not the podcast where we're going to break down all the horror tropes. I think most of us have only seen about two Jason films. The one we did and the one we're doing. So we will be, we will be fuzzy on the facts. All I know for sure is that the lead actor is a different actor than the one who played him in number five, and that actor is a different actor than the one who played him in number four. So in the course of the two years that this movie from 84 to 86, three different actors played the lead character of the Jason movie, the same character. It's like the James Bond turnover, but like way quicker. Um, so to talk about this movie tonight, I have an amazing co-host. Please welcome Mr. Jason Manzoukas! What's up, jerks? How we doing, Berkeley? That's right, that's what I'm talking about. What's up, Jason? How we doing, everybody? This movie is about me. I live! Jason lives. Jason, how many Jason movies or how many Friday the 13th movies have you seen? I'm going to ask you a real question because I was yeah. just thinking about this as we were watching the trailer. Yeah. Have we ever done a Friday the 13th on this podcast? Yes. Jason, we have? Jason 10, the one... Yes. Right. Okay, yes. yes. What is Jason? I remember yes. it now. That's the only other one I've seen. Yes, okay. <laughs> These are the only two Friday the... Th I realize... I'm much more uh, well-versed uh, in the Halloween franchise than Michael Myers franchise yes. than in the Jason Voorhees uh, franchise. I'm the same way, but with Phantasm. Oh, really? <laughs> the floating ball? I'm My like that with Hellraiser. Oh, I could talk about Pinhead for hours. My mom was really into Phantasm. What? Yeah. What? How? How, no. what? How did your mom find Phantasm? I don't know, but it scared me. She's like, you want to watch Phantasm with me? I was like, no. That, Paul, that's an opportunity to like, cuddle up and smooch. <laughs> that's, like, that's like what you do when you want to like, you know, pull the move where you yawn and put your arm around someone. It's like you rent a scary movie. You want to watch a scary movie? That always leads to, leads to fingering and hand jobs. Speaking of which, Berkeley, who wants to see a scary movie, this audience is not wearing pants. <laughs> um, Jason, I will not finger my mom to Phantasm. Ladies and gentlemen, I say that because of my next co-host right here. She is someone that I am married to. Please welcome June Diane Raphael. Welcome, welcome, June. Welcome. Um, Hi, Paul. How are you? I'm good. Thank you for asking. How are you? I'm doing well. June, how many um, Friday the Thirteenth films have you seen? I think I've seen one. I I don't think I don't think I've seen the one, one that you're referring to on that. The tenth one. Yeah. Was that space? It was space. Yeah. It, you were not here. Rob okay, Hubel was so, with us, yes. Okay, so I wasn't present for You that. were not present there. What, are you counting this film as one of the Friday 13th? No, I think I've seen one other. I think I saw the main one. 
The first one. The first one. Well, here's a fact. I was under the belief that these movies started in the 1950s. I heard you say that. That's wrong. And I can say that with confidence, not remembering a single thing about that movie. All right, well, there's a gentleman out in the audience that wanted to correct me. Who, who had the oh, correction? Oh, I'm going to just caution I think you. That's what, I, think, I think what you're confused about is I think, I think Jason died in 1957. Got it. Okay. In a body of water. Yes. And then in the first movie that is set in the early 80s, he is awakened in Camp Crystal Lake. Which is where he... That's no? not the first movie. Oh, okay. I have the whole... This is already a debacle. I already have... I think we might have done this the exact The only two same I've thing. seen are six and ten. You've I have definitely n- seen the first one. Oh, almost what, certainly not. What do you think... Wow happened like what's the big twist because i do know the big twist it's a camp based movie right yes so it's like meatballs with a serial killer yes the first one is a camp based movie yes it's like sleepaway camp with no dick with no dick yeah oh okay oh oh sleepaway camp i'm sorry 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 sorry. Uh, i thought you were just referring to the concept of sleepaway camp (laughs) forgetting of course you know our minds get wiped at the end of every show (laughs) We, that's the only reason we can keep doing this is we've got one of those men in black machines that's just like, <laughs> nope. <laughs> um, all right, so... Do I you... don't remember quite, but something happened with his mom. You're, oh, wow, you're really was doing it, good. Wasn't there well, a... no, they've referenced it in this movie, yeah, but I, I didn't Wasn't there an episode them. where... An episode. Wasn't there one of the movies where his mom was the killer? That, yes. I believe, that is the first right? movie. That is the first movie. Isn't that the twist? That is the twist. Yes. That is the twist. Um, Guys, we're only in it for the twist. <laughs> so I'll just walk you through the, the four, five, and six, because they kind of work as a trilogy here. Because Jason, Thank you, Paul, because uh, otherwise I don't know what's going on. <laughs> Basically, you know, Jason, the first one's the mom. Jason is not a zombie, really, until this movie. This is the first one, which is kind of a a crazy moment because he is brought back from the dead, like Frankenstein. But here's what happens um, in the final chapter. Uh, Jason is brought to a morgue. He kills everybody there. Wait, I'm sorry to go back. When you say he's not a zombie, so how... So the young boy dies in the... And then his mom goes around killing people. Killing people. But she's not wearing the mask. Here's my question on that. Because her son dies due to negligence at camp. How does he become a full-grown man? This is where I am only going to be guessing. I don't know. Because my assumption would be this movie should star... Like a 13-year-old boy who is a, who's on a revenge, murder, senseless killing spree, right? How yeah. does he age? How does Jason die at camp we don't and know. become a murderous six-foot-four machine? According to my notes that were compiled by Nate Kiley, it says in part two, Jason is revealed to be alive and a fully grown man and returns to Camp Crystal Lake. To oh, so he didn't die. His mother was wrong? All right, well, let's go to this one guy who I feel like uh, has all Paul, the answers. This is, I'm going to say right now, this is a mistake. All right. Okay. Yeah, Why is Jason a full grown man? They never explain it. Never explain it. <laughs> Got it, right? All right. And wow. I'm just amazed that he knew he knew that question was coming to him, and he got up with such confidence. And then I'll ask you this. So from <clears throat> two forward, it is Jason. No, in five, it is an imposter. Okay. 
And then in five, and then in six, are we reviving Jason or the Impossible? Jason. Okay, got it. This can is, I, wait, this can I ask me, the guy a question? Yes. Can I ask the guy a question? Um, are all the movies tell, are all the movies uh, canon? Are they all telling the same progressive story, or are there outliers like Halloween season of the witch? I was I was being honest. They they do dovetail. Like they take place moments after the movie, right? They do in five. There's a bit that they sort of retcon in six, uh, where the main character murder somebody at the very end. Like Tommy was supposed to be, the, our lead character was supposed to be the new Jason in this film, but it tested so badly, they're like, ah, no, Tommy will still remain the hero. Because okay, so- Tommy was played by Corey Feldman in four, right? And then in five, he was played by somebody else. And then in six, he's played by this guy. Okay. Right. It was supposed to be Corey Feldman in five as well, but he was doing the Goonies, so they had to rewrite it. Got it. So right. there was going to be a little kid, because Corey question. Feldman is small. Hold on, Paul. Go, uh, yeah. go back. Wow. Okay, cool, Paul. Shots fired at Corey Feldman. <laughs> at the time of Goonies, he is a child. I'm just Super saying. Super cool. He is not as uh, intimidating as someone, All as right, Jason. I want to understand, though, okay, two questions. My first question is, we keep on saying he's like 13 or 12 years old. Like, he should know how to swim. So how old was this kid that how? he couldn't swim at the age of... Th- I mean, how no, hang old was he at the time of death? Now, hang on a second. Right. As like a asthmatic child who had trouble swimming... Uh-oh. You know, like, may, you know, here's what I'll say. When I went to Boy Scout camp, like, swimming was a real, like, a uh, no-go for me. Okay, now I'm going to speak as a former counselor, and here's what I'm going to say. I cannot be expected to keep 12-year-olds out of the water. Whoa, you that dead, is beyond. They're gonna it's come not about after out you. of the water. It's while I'm in the water, are you watching me, or are you getting your <laughs> shit serviced? By Cody, or whatever his name was. Listen. (sighs) Listen? Yeah, listen. 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 I wouldn't expect, unless I knew you had a special bracelet on, like a, I'm not water safe bracelet. I I would assume that a 12 or 13 year old was water safe. Let me and be so, clear. I was a kid who went to Boy Scout camp wearing a special bracelet. <laughs> that is not a lie. It said severely allergic to eggs, comma. My bracelet had a comma, comma, asthma. Well, then let me just clarify one thing. Still alive, San Francisco, still alive. <laughs> Was they tried to take me out. They tried to take me out. <laughs> Meanwhile, this guy's still hanging out. Okay, wait. Was he 12 or 13 when he died, or was he a child? Well, he didn't die. He came back in two. But... So was he just hiding for all those years? Why did his mother think he was dead? Uh, well, I don't think they were planning on making the second movie. Uh, they okay. needed a reason to bring him back. But in the uh, world of the first movie, how old do you think he was supposed to be? So in the 50s, he was thir- 13 or so. He did, wasn't wearing a bracelet. Old. He wasn't wearing a bracelet, but he was clearly a special child. Okay. And was he allergic to eggs? Uh, they definitely made that candy. You know what? He was allergic Being to allergic was to eggs you, would make me want to murder, but I didn't. 
Walrus. This movie okay, was wait, based on my life. One more question. One more question. I am the I am Sorry. the Jason who inspired this Jason. <laughs> one more question. We're so, still laying the groundwork for this episode. We we have we not have started. started. We have not started. We have yet. not started this. Guess what? No second show. We can go as late as we want. <laughs> Here's another question. So, okay. So, in the beginning of this movie, we're at a gravesite, and there's a headstone. Well, this is what I want to get into. Okay, so is this the grave of that, Jason? Of, well, I know it's the grave of Jason, but is this the grave he was buried at as a child, even though I understand he never died at 13? Or did someone in the other movies bury the man-sized Jason, and if they did, who made that headstone well, for him? Right. Well, I can answer, I can answer this. Okay. I can answer this. So, so, do we need a chair for this guy on stage? Yeah. We may have to bring him up. From what I understand, it was referenced that Jason, the killer Jason, the boy who has lived, um, not, um, kind of like Harry Potter, but different, um, he was cremated. But then for this movie, they kind of forego that and his body is buried, which leads me to believe who paid for that funeral. We don't know. And this is a funeral of a straight up serial killer. And they seem to have buried him in the outfit that he was killing people in. Definitely. So he was not in any sort of penitentiary garb. And the person who buried him says, well, just keep him in the jumpsuit. Like, I'm not going to pay to put a suit on him. By the way, that would have been so much better if he was in like a, a Sears suit walking around. I would have liked that. Um, so why does lightning striking well, this is the big not just up? bring him back to life, but like bring him back to corporeal form? He is like, uh, he has been eaten away by the, 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 the maggots and the everything in the earth. And the, the lightning hits, which I get like could bring him back to life in a zombie way. I like that. But it like replenishes his body back to full strength and health. He goes from literally having maggots living in his face. He is a hollowed out husk of a monster. Yeah. Um, and then he is just back up, being able to put the because mask back on. he should really be fully decomposed at this point. He is well, in the beginning. Is. In the beginning, is, when they open, yeah. Horshack opens the fucking coffin. Yeah. yeah. By the way, which is a better so cameo? Horshack in the beginning of this, or Drew Barrymore at the beginning of Scream? No, I mean, it's young Tony Goldwyn in this movie. I mean, that I'm here, I am here for young Tony Goldwyn in this movie. <laughs> Today's podcast is brought to you by Squarespace. I love Squarespace. I'm in the middle of trying to balance my business life and my real life. This work-life balance, it's tough, but Squarespace has been helping me by giving me the tools to reach my goals and have time to celebrate. That's right. Squarespace is the all-in-one website platform for entrepreneurs to stand out and succeed online with the guided design system of Squarespace Blueprint. You can select from curated layouts to styling options, optimized for every device. Get your website discovered fast with integrated, optimized SEO tools, Plus, make checkout easy for customers with easy-to-use payment tools. You can accept credit cards, PayPal, Apple Pay. Plus, with Squarespace AI, you can explain what your site is about. You choose your tone and enter what you need to get auto-generated perfect text. Anyway, I love Squarespace. I've been building sites with them from the beginning. And when I launch my book, 
I said I am doing it all myself on Squarespace, and I'm very pleased with it. Head to squarespace.com for a free trial, and when you're ready to launch, go to squarespace.com slash bonkers to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. I recently went to the Telluride Comedy Festival, and I was sick and tired of staying in the same kind of cookie-cutter places, and I went on Airbnb, and I found a perfect spot for me and the family. We had an amazing time because we felt like home. Then I realized, wait a second, what if I could give that feeling to someone else? Yes! That's the best part. When you're away, your home could be an Airbnb. That's right. Many people host on Airbnb, but there are people who have never thought about it or didn't even realize that their space could be an Airbnb. Hosting can easily fit into your lifestyle and you can make someone feel great and make a little bit of money too because we all need a little bit of money and maybe your talent or your gift to the world is having a killer place. So if you have a home, but aren't always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. When you travel, do concerns back home nag at you? Did you lock up? Did you leave a window open? Well, if they do, that's why you should invest in Simply Safe home security today. That's right. For award-winning security and peace of mind wherever you go, Simply Safe wants to be there with you by actually not going there at all, but staying at your house. Listen, Newsweek ranked it the best customer service in home security. Plus, it gives you whole home protection sensors to detect break-ins, fires, floods, and more. Plus, a variety of indoor and outdoor cameras, no contracts, and a 60-day money-back guarantee. I'm going to tell you this. It's worth it for the peace of mind to know that when I I'm on tour. When I'm out there in the UK, I can check in on my house. And with the time difference between LA and Europe, I loved having the 24-7 professional monitoring service in case something happened when I was asleep or, or not reachable. Simply Safe has given me and many of my listeners real peace of mind, and I want you to have it too. Get 20% off any new Simply Safe system when you sign up for Fast Protect Monitoring. Just visit simplysafe.com slash bonkers. That's simplysafe.com slash bonkers. There's no safe like Simply Safe. Here's what I'm going to say. Um, this movie starts off very uh, weirdly because you're thrown in with absolutely no It also no finishes punch. weirdly, and the middle is pretty weird. Yeah. <laughs> All of the above. You are thrown in, and you, are, you don't know what's going on. The actors have changed. They don't lay down any sort of exposition. All you know is that they're going to go kill Jason, and it seems that that plan even changes multiple times because it seems like... Um, Horshack is in on the plan and he's like, wait, you want to dig him up? Well, yeah, that's why you have the the gasoline thing in the back. Is that part of the... Horshack is carrying two shovels on his back when he goes, all right, have you seen enough? Should we go? What do you mean? You're carrying shovels. What did you think was going to happen when you got here? They are not paying attention to each other and then... Their communication is all wrong. I mean, they escaped the mental institution, so maybe it makes sense. And then... Wait, they, you think Horshack was in the mental institution they with They both him? were, yeah. Yes, oh, both I missed were. that connection. Aw. His way of trying to kill Jason was bizarre. It was like, I need to see his body, and I need to send him to hell. Because only if you burn a body can you be sent to hell, I guess. That was the plan. I think that was the plan. We need- I thought he just needed to see it. Okay. I'll buy that. They also bring gasoline, mm-hmm. and they, so they're going to open up that casket. He sees it. He's like, that's not enough. Now we need to burn it. Unfortunately, it's during a thunderstorm, and he doesn't bring a knife because you stake adjacent like a vampire, 
and he's already dead? He's already dead. It doesn't matter. Here's what I'll say. It, <clears throat> at the end of this five, we see that Tommy is set up to be the Jason of the next movie. Right. And in this movie, Tommy essentially is the Jason. He is responsible for every death in this movie because Absolutely. he brings Jason back to life. Absolutely. Everything was like, fine. Tommy should die. He is the villain. I also think that she uh, Sheriff Mike Garris is a little <laughs> bit to blame. He is not really taking in any information. He's made his determination. He he's like, really? He's he, like, you're Jason. Wait, <laughs> the man, the, this guy is not bloody. He doesn't look disheveled. It's like, you've killed 17 people. I know you have no blood on you and you don't look. And I've seen you 17 times tonight, but I, I'm pretty positive. His, his and his daughter Megan's relationship was oh. fascinating. It was sexualized in a way that like only horror movies of this era had. Like when she picks up the phone in the police station and says, oh, he's in the other room draining his lizard. I didn't That's like that. her father. There's also, I mean, this is also a time where like teenagers look like they're 45 years old. Like it's so confusing because she looked like I was just like, oh, that's Laura Linney. Like, Not that there's anything wrong day. with 45-year-olds and that they can look very young and very youthful even. Okay, but Jason. Even 46-year-olds. <laughs> but there absolutely. is a... For sure. You're absolutely Absolutely right. true. Yes, but there there's is a, a freshness and innocence. Yeah. A, yes, that Still every... Plenty of life to live and to give. Yes. Time's not ticking at Time all. is ticking, I have been told, a lot. I will but say, it was just so disturbing because she looks his age. There's not. They seem to be contemporaries. They seem to be contemporaries, which was really throwing me. They and had more romantic chemistry, Megan and her father, than Megan and Tommy, period. thousand percent. When they kissed each other through Megan and Tommy, through that, uh, those Ugh. jail Ugh. bars, I didn't care for that. It was. It was I didn't. unsettling. I didn't it like was it. not sexual. It no. was not satisfying. It seemed to me to be a kiss. I felt like, are they trying to pass a key between their mouths? That's what I thought too. But that's how not sexual it was. It seemed it transactional. Seemed for and, sure. And Tommy's eyes opened like, ooh, boy. Like, because, well, at first I thought it was transactional, like something's being passed. And then I thought, Okay, an object's not being passed, but there's some sort of, like, Jason-esque energy that's going back and forth between them. Again, not sexual energy, but some sort of, like, weird, creepy, supernatural energy. I just was wondering what she wrote down on that pad, because it was a very elaborate plan to just couldn't flash him, like, boom. And he's like, got it. And that was... And you, okay, so we all couldn't see that, right? No, yeah. No. I thought that one... That, I rewound it twice. I was like, yeah. is this a bad cut? Am I watching the wrong version? Like, shouldn't I be able to see what she's written on the page? I was worried pad? about the aspect ratio or whatever. Yes, I thought the same thing. You call I it. thought that I had enlarged it yes. by accident <laughs> and uh, was losing yep. part of the screen. She must have written a small paragraph there. Boom, get it, got it. All right. Because the plan was let's get into a fight, I'll throw my thing. You'll pull me close, we'll kiss, then the cop will come and break it up, and then I'll take his gun, and then you take... Like, that's a very complex plan. That's like an Ocean's <laughs> Eleven heist that she quickly doled out to him. 
Um, but also, I gotta say, I love the daughter. I thought she had the most Megan? life. Yes. Yeah, she was She great. had a great life to her. I was like, more. I will say this. I loved a lot of the, I loved a lot of the counselor, that generation. I loved, um, um, uh, um, um, sissy, sissy, uh, sissy. sweatpants, suspenders, and a shirt on top. Okay, sissy. A shirt outfit. on top of suspenders that are holding up rolled down sweatpants. This is next sissy. level. Sissy's outfit. We need to talk about. Oh my god. What is this? What is okay? Her friend is wearing an entire thrift shop <laughs> worth of clothes. Well, you you also talked about not understanding what our teenagers. Sissy's wearing suspenders under a crop top T-shirt. Why? Everybody is wearing suspenders in this movie. You talked about the teenagers not being representative of their age. Do you remember that section in the movie where they just randomly cut to a couple making out in the cemetery? And he's like, I don't want to have sex tonight. I have a headache. And he's like being coy. Yeah, what was that? She's like wearing a Laura Ashley dress and like a tank top underneath. Like a sundress. I'm like, what's okay. happening here? Well, we could talk about this for a while. Were, We've already talked about tank. This tank, t- this 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 t-shirt under sundress thing needs to shut down. Yeah, it's coming back, Jason. It's not. It it's should back. not come back. Just because we're all watching Friends on on Netflix doesn't mean we should be putting full white t-shirts under slight uh, uh, spaghetti strapped uh, uh, sundress. I don't disagree, but it is happening. Um, so I thought that couple, this is what I think is su- successful about the movie. Okay. There are a lot of scenes from these characters on the fringe who get killed that were really fun and kind of funny and Agreed. interesting. Yeah. And like the whole paintball setup, the dynamic between those Great. two guys, where one of them says, every time we come out here, you act like a different person. I was like, oh, wow, this is such a specific, strange relationship we've been dropped into where this guy, like, puts on this persona to play paintball with his, his fellow coworkers, and I'm so interested. And I know they're going to die within minutes, but in this terrible movie and franchise, like, there was this weird care taken, which again, I thought was great for some of these other characters. I really liked, because I, I wrote the same thing down, that, that there were, that it is, and I didn't know if, because Jason Space was not like this, were the other movies kind of vignette-based like this? Like you would be dropped into people's world, follow them until their death, and then move on. Well, which oh, you'll I, never I think enjoy. About them again. This, yeah. you know, I like that. This is in the horror in the horror world. This movie has a lot of connections to Scream, uh, as a matter of fact, because the director of this was actually offered to direct Scream first oh, wow. because him and Kevin Williamson got along and he's like oh you did some funny stuff because there is some funny stuff here the movie opens up with a James Bond parody Jason is now reanimated from the dead and then he walks across the screen like James Bond here I'll show it to you and slices No there is there is a bunch of visual jokes that are yeah. that are that are uh, 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 that are juxtapositions of images that are themselves very funny even though they, like, there's one that I wrote down where um, somebody says, like, what do you think, I'm an idiot or something? Yeah. And then it cuts to all the kid campers going, yes! Yeah. You know, and it's, there's a bunch of, like, oh, does he think I'm a fart head? And it's fart all head. the campers go, yes, in the next edit. And I was like, this is smart. Like, they're doing funny stuff in this. 
And then they don't fully commit to it because then sometimes it just goes back to straight up Jason movie. I think that that's like the, the hard part of it is that you constantly are like, oh, is it, we're making fun of it? But then they treat it very seriously. It was a hard tone to get. Well, it's hard. I mean, Jason, I'm, I'm scared very easily. You were very scared. We watched most of this movie in a car. <laughs> yes, and, and I know like, the, that the driver of that vehicle was concerned. Yeah, because you go, oh, God, what? <laughs> no. Oh. Now, I all think that's true. I think we should release bonus episodes that are just audio tracks of you listening to a movie because I'm assuming you're wearing headphones. Yes, I had. That I would then. like. Uh, I would like there to be an audio track available on this, like you know, on our feed. Yeah. That is just syncs up with you watching the movie, so that I could be watching the movie and then listening to your <laughs> commentary track, where you're just also piping. Oh God. I mean, I mean, there were some... I mean, I'm a human. I get startled. You are. That's good to know. I get startled, and it's, I'm easily startled. I don't know what happened to me. Well, you I watched do the know movie there called... were a couple of major events in my childhood. Well, I found out that when I was an infant, I had a lot of major scares happen. Were and you the kid that traumatic, they based but... that little girl on in the campground? Who found the Maybe. Machete? I had a giant cabinet fall on top of me, just like major startling at a very early age. And... I Can I ask what you did to piss the cabinet off? <laughs> I've been told that I crawled up like one shelf of the cabinet and the entire thing fell on me. So I think I was trauma. I think I felt scared at a very, very young age. I mean, I guess women are just scared of <laughs> men hurting them and, and murdering them. Um, but you also so maybe get that's just, I, maybe that's just up, a baseline. But okay, so you will get angry though because I've seen movies. I've been in theaters with you. We're like, no, no, like My as if you're commanding is, the character. Back. I remember. Yes. I will say I was at Halloween Horror Nights with you at Universal. The best. And anytime any of the characters would come up to do scares, you would say, no. Yes. No, sir. Not no, today. No, thank you. No, thank you. I see you. I'm not interested in your scares. Not right now. Thank you kindly. Move right along. <laughs> but, so I am very easily startled. And, yeah, I had some scares in this movie. But I was surprised I really wasn't... Th this, the interesting thing about this movie is it's not that scary. There's nothing... They don't really go for the scares. This, this, this movie seemed to me also to have, like... Um, it's not a lot of jump scares. It's a little, and it's also not like super bloody and gory. No, like they not would at all. cut away from I was happy about where that. you know, like I felt like he would squeeze someone's head, but like he would cut away to a shot of Jason's face, and you just heard the squish, and some blood would splatter on him. Yeah, you wouldn't really see like someone's head being caved in, or like this seems to me to be an effort to take an R-rated franchise and turn it into a PG-13 type of movie. Speaking of. Squish, did you hear the condom come off? What? What are you, what are you talking about? What are you about? talking about? When they have sex in the RV. How much are you, how, how much are you oh. listening to this movie? Did you hear the condom come <laughs> no, off? No, I didn't. While they were having sex, what, the condom came off at one point? No, after they had sex, I heard like... Wait, a... this was when they were like, she was like dance fucking? Oh, yes. Oh, we, I mean, can you, I wrote I down, mean, can I we please play this sex scene? They are fucking in rhythm. Loved it. His tank top is rolled up. You're seeing his nipples. You're seeing his nipples, but they're not, it's not like his shirt is just tussled. It has been 
systematically rolled up. I couldn't make heads or tails of this. So we open up on the Walter White van, um, and this happens. I mean, look at this. Look at him. You're the best. The best. And his shirt is rolled up. Look at this. What is going on here? Like, what is this? And he's moving so spasmatic. He's like... He's... They, they're this, having... I, I feel like this person has never had sex. I also feel like when I watched it, I was like, are they just like kind of like dry humping? I didn't know what was Wait, really happening. It felt He's like not wearing pants. I guess I wasn't looking that closely at first. Because you were just the, listening super closely. <laughs> you were just like, you were just like, hang on, is there a condom on? I watch all my. I films, can hear. Like I can Gene hear ha- that there's a condom on. I am like Gene Hackman in the conversation, just listening. You know what? <laughs> Stop subtly plugging. It's unspooled. not on the list. But should it be? Stop plugging not on the list. Unspooled. But should it be? Maybe. Um, all right. So here is the sex scene continued. By the way, I did have a problem with that. Ten more minutes? What is this? Michael Jackson's Thriller? I mean, there was There's no, no way this song is ten minutes no. long. No way. Unless she's getting the raw demos from the studio. There's no way. This is basically the Neutron Dance, and it is no way longer than 10 minutes. But he has a great, like, a great take right now. She says 10 minutes. That look is good. So Jason finds them and and cuts the power in their RV. Um, And then he takes off a condom. And then I was looking through the notes. Wait a minute. No, no, no. Play the part where the, you hear the condom come right. That's what I need. All right. Okay, ah. listen closely. Oh, yeah. Where's the off? Court, you didn't already. Oh, come on, wasn't that the end of the song? I thought I heard it. You thought you heard it? <laughs> Paul, I am disturbed. Paul, Paul, here's what I will say. I With am absolute punch. How does it come off? His arms don't move. Well, anyway, Nate... You think the condom just jumps off of his dick? Here's my update. These are camp counselors in the 80s. They're not using condoms. condoms. No way. Wow, wow, wow. These two people both have chlamydia. This is where you are wrong because what Nate Kylie has found out was the director did add in a condom sound effect. What? And he wrote that he wanted to make sure that he was showing... Safe sex. Uh, Tom McLaughlin was like, I added that in because I wanted to make sure that I was promoting safe sex. Well, then why didn't he add a shot of like an, uh, a condom wrapper that's been ripped open and is being used? Because it's for Like, eagle, what is the sound of a condom? <laughs> <laughs> that's the T-shirt. What is the sound? What of is a the condom? sound of a condom? That's that's a forerunner for a T-shirt. Um, runner. So that's that. Um, that was uns- later. Because how many people are here with the person that they're gonna fuck later? 
Later, I just want you to say to your partner, do the thing where you make the condom make the sound. Um, but What's then... The, what is the end sound? <laughs> Suction. <laughs> um... <laughs> But I just got a text from Nate Kylie who said the director added the sound of an IUD being inside there. <laughs> Here's the thing, people. Walmart Plus is the membership that saves you time and money on the stuff you'd expect, but also on the stuff you don't. Let me explain. Did you know with your Walmart Plus membership, you can save money on gas? Yeah. Save gas while you drive the kiddos to soccer practice, plus visit your in-laws, plus venture into the wilderness, plus wherever you want to go. Because Walmart Plus also saves you time and money with free delivery, perfect for ordering new remote batteries or coffee when somebody finishes it without telling you. And then, you know, eat all your snacks that you have stored in the back of that pantry for movie night. How dare they? Plus, you can actually even save on the actual movies with a Paramount Plus subscription. Stream Top Gun Maverick plus Mean Girls plus Jack Reacher plus so much more because savings is what this whole Walmart Plus membership is all about anyways. Members save on gas plus free delivery plus Paramount Plus, plus so much more. Start a free 30-day trial at www.walmartplus.com. See Walmart Plus terms and conditions, $35 order minimum, Paramount Plus essential plan only, separate registration required. If you're like me, you can't get enough John Mulaney, and that's good. Because during the Netflix is a joke festival, John Mulaney is presenting a brand new show called Everybody's in LA. It's Six live episodes created and starring John that will stream live on Netflix during the Netflix is a Joke Fest. This is going to be an unconventional show with very big special guests. Watch John Mulaney Presents Everybody's in L.A. debuting May 3rd live at 7 p.m. Pacific Standard Time only on Netflix. Hey, everybody. Just wanted to give you a quick heads up here. There's something we should all be doing. It's going to improve your life, make every day a little bit better, and that is... Eat more Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. Yes, think about it. All the gurus, all the coaches out there, they've never said the words, eat more Reese's. I mean, that combination of sweet chocolate and salty peanut butter. I mean, this is something that brings other people and ourselves joy. That's why there's two in a pack. Shop Reese's Peanut Butter Cups now at a store near you, found wherever candy is sold, and often in my pantry, because I love these. I, I will say this too. No one in this movie knows really what sex sounds like because there's another moment in the film where someone's being decapitated outside of the cabin. She's like, Tuh. sex. Like, those well, are not a, similar. That, that, I mean, I feel like that's a classic like horror trope, though. Like mistaking women's pain for pleasure. <laughs> I mean, but isn't it was. It? But it wasn't like it wasn't like oh, it was like. Clunk, 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 clunk. <laughs> it wasn't like it was like ah! it like was because he was like what are you doing taking a shit in there after he had that sex scene with her she's like ah! Ah! he's like taking a shit I love that I love that they're like we gotta get out of here and he immediately is like it's fun to drive this thing what are you taking a shit <laughs> I'm just saying that people don't like, and I know what you're saying, dude, and I agree with you. Like, yes, but these are sounds that are not near. 
was screaming, screaming because she was being beaten by a monster, and the other person got their head bashed in. Um, I did I find it say- interesting that Jason decapitated Sissy and then hauled her body away because that yeah. seemed very un-Jason like. And I don't know if that was just a move so so young Nancy could get freaked out. But Jason's whole persona is that he's completely blank. Like he doesn't Yeah, what's his have- motivation? I'm being serious. I was yeah. like, what is he like I if we if you don't kill him, does he just keep on Tommy. going? Who is he looking for? Tommy. Tommy. But if he kills Tommy, I think he would just keep on going. I think, yeah, yeah. no, I do think you're right. I think he is. And why but, would but, he but kill that, Tommy? But what I agree with you is, like, why, he doesn't seem at all concerned. Like, why is he, like, if he kills someone, my impression is he would just, like, a Walk senseless away. killing machine keep moving forward. Why does he know to move the bodies, Not to hide the things? Not only does he move sissies, does he carry sissies' body away, but he takes her head and plants it in one of the police cars. Yes. They find Sissy's head. Very Agatha Christie. (laughs) I mean, that's what I like about it. Ooh, when Poirot showed up in this movie. You know what this you know what the Jason movies could use? A little Miss Marple. Get me I Kenneth Branagh. I would love it if mm, Kenneth Branagh like mashed it up. The next, the next, uh, the next Agatha Christie ad- adaptation had Jason Voorhees in it, <laughs> and Poirot shows up. But also, what was happening in that room when they walk into that one room and the blood is everywhere, and you just see like part of a skull on the floor, like? Did he bring some back in there and just like have a like a paint party with their blood? Well, what's he killed the woman? What's her name? Sissy's friend, right? Sissy and Megan's friend. What's her name? The the one who had all the clothes on. Yeah, the yeah. one who's wearing all of the clothes. It, it could she, be her. The yeah. entirety Lisbeth? of her blood is is spread across that one cabin. It's yeah, only, she's the only person killed inside that room, and that right? was her skull on the ground. I mean, well, I, think I don't think it was anybody up, else's. Yeah, that's her. I think I feel, and I I felt this when we met her. She put up a good fight. Yeah. Oh wow. There are a lot of other people killed in this movie who seem to just like immediately accept their fate. Here's the other thing. She felt to me like uh, the person who, by the logic of this movie, the person most deserving to live. Right? right? She is never, um, she never has sex. She never transgresses in any meaningful way. She's only looking out for the little kids. She's like, she's doing, she seems to me to be the, the quintessential final girl. Right. But instead it's Megan, who is the final girl, whose actions cause the deaths of most. Megan and Tommy are, are posited as the th- heroes of this movie. They are the yeah. villains. But my issue is why, well, I Megan guess. is horny for murder. And, she is so excited by the, ex- the. She's so excited by all of this. Cr- I'm gonna come pick you up. It's gonna be so yeah, crazy. She's not motivated by like the 40 children who are sleeping in this camp and in well, her care. And under, she yes, is under her a counselor. Well, at they, that listen, camp. I know what it is to be a counselor. I understand it's a huge responsibility. She is shirking her duties. She's driving around in town chasing boys. And guess what? There's a murderer in the camp. But my favorite moment of the movie is towards the end when Tommy's in the water. He's kind of blowing her off as he's tying a lot of uh, steel uh, chains around a rock. She's like, my dad, my dad. He's like, "Uh, hold on. I got it. I got to do this rock thing. And 
He goes, go get the kids. And then you hear the kids scream. She runs, does what is the actionable thing to run to save the kids. No, 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 don't. They're done. Come back. Like, he's actively telling her, don't save the children. These people... It's too late for them. These people put a boulder in a boat. How? How do they get that boulder into the boat? I mean, it was and a, that boat is like a very small. It's a dinghy. It's a dinghy. Dinghy, yeah. I mean, the plan for the end is really stupid because <laughs> Jason is coming at Tommy, and Tommy is like, it's like the slowest lasso. He's like, okay, I got it. Like that would mean that Jason not only <laughs> is just a mindless killing machine, but like literally, he can't put anything together. Like. He doesn't see anything. He sees colors and shapes. That's it. <laughs> and now I don't know how I would react if, if Jason walked up to me. Jason you don't? In the movie. You don't have any clue how you would react. Okay, well, actually, I think I, would, it, I think I would react in a way that would spare me. In what circumstance? Like, like in, the, any, in, any. The, in the middle of the day yes. at a Chipotle. Yes. Well, this is my point, though. I think I would do the one thing that that Jason cannot do, and that's run. He can only, I mean, I don't know about the other movies, but it seems he, he maxes out at a just... A steady gate, not even a gate, no, just like a steady No, walk. he has like at, a consistent it's, stride. It's a stride and it's lumbering you, and it's purposeful. If you look at his pedometer at the end of the day, he's getting 12,000 steps. Oh, he's oh. getting his steps He's in. getting he so getting many steps. His steps and he's counting his points. And he's getting his steps in. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but, but he never picks up that pace. Because he knows you're eventually going to fall down. It's just so crazy. I mean, I guess this is just run, run, run in you general, fall. but it's just like, just run. It's the one thing he cannot do. <sighs> well, I mean, look, would you also say that um, this movie is more of an Amex movie or more of a Visa movie? Amex. I mean, well, Amex because I was like, way, like, don't leave home without it. But, she, but she did bring it, and it didn't help her. So I think it's more of a subtle ad for Visa. Maybe he would have taken Visa or Diners Club. <laughs> they really <laughs> linger on a photocopy of an Amex card. This movie couldn't even afford to get a prop Amex card. It was like, just photocopy it. No one will know. Here's my question: it. Just cut out two numbers. It'll Is be fine. Diners Club International still? <laughs> happening oh how is there not a discovery card in this movie but do people still have discovery cards and diners club i cards? can't imagine they do well, yes I yes they do. everybody in this audience bought somebody their tickets here for diners. There's, diners nobody club in, card? there's nobody in this audience who has a diners club card they accept what? it at her store they accept diners they club accept at her... diners club at your store what store she is sells it? restaurants bookstore a bookstore Okay, so an obsolete thing accepts an obsolete form of payment? Got it. I'd like to use a diner's club card to buy this book. And I'll close the gate when I'm done because this industry is over. I'm just kidding. I love books. And I love diner's club. Um... There was also one other thing I wanted to bring up before we get into the audience that I thought was odd. That the sheriff's deputy calls Megan, the sheriff's daughter, babe. 
Yeah. I thought they were dating. In that moment when he said that, right. I thought, oh, are they supposed to have been a couple? Is that what? Because he oh, calls her. Oh, are they her? contemporaries too? I don't I know. So. Everybody seemed to be the same age, 50. <laughs> no, when he said that, I genuinely thought, oh, maybe they are supposed to have been established and I just missed it as a either a couple or a potential couple. And so he sees Tommy as a threat. I don't know. But do I think, thought that was confusing. Do you guys think that Deputy Rick Cologne was dating? Uh, I'm Meg- sorry, Deputy Rick Cologne? Yep. Is his name? Yep. Wow. Changing my name tomorrow. I'm Deputy Rick Cologne. All I want to know... The best a man can get. Here's what I want to know is, can I still get a subscription to Men at Play magazine? Which is what Sissy is reading at one point in her bunk at camp. Men at Play magazine. What is that? I, God, I wish we, I wish they had done some close-ups. I wish there was like, I I wish it had been like promo material for the movie was, was I will tell you, the only time I ever saw Playgirl was very young in my life. Here we go. Um, Was it your mom's Playgirl? (laughs) It was not my mom's Playgirl. Um, Like I was like, we're looking for nudie magazines any which way you can get it. Like, well, what's in this one? And it was a man sailing on, I remember this image Wait, so where clearly. did you get it? It was like on the bus. And everyone was like, look at this. I was like, great. What do you mean it was just on the bus? Well, according to the... The bus doesn't come with nudie magazines. The kid on the bus said his dad had a... a and now as I say it his out loud... His dad it had plate. <laughs> a kid on the bus brought, brought a nudie magazine and it was Playgirl. His dad's nudie magazine was a Playgirl? This is how I remember the story being told to me. That his dad had a safe room full of nudie magazines. And he could only take one at a time. And he would bring different nudie magazines onto the bus. Wait, his dad was giving, like, doling them out? No, that he could only steal one at a time. Was it a library? Did he have to, like... (laughs) Put, punch it out. You can keep this one for two for two weeks. My middle school brain just assumed that he could only heist one at, before it would go unnoticed. Because his dad was doing like daily inventory. Yes. Because his dad's going to the safe room full of <laughs> porno magazines. Uh, like, I'm like so honestly, upset. what was now in adulthood? What was that kid's oh, life? I have no idea. All I know is that I traded for a penthouse air freshener. What? Yeah. What does that even smell what like? What do you mean? For real. What does that smell like? What do you mean? Imagine, like, if you will, an erotic air freshener. I can't. By the, what does it smell like? By the way, who's putting that up in their car? What do you oh. mean you traded for it? Like. Yeah. <laughs> What does that mean? Yeah, what did you have to offer? <laughs> what did you do for that, babe? I feel like it was some sort of Star Wars figure Oof. for... Uh, for a penthouse air freshener? Yeah, like it may have been like three Star Wars figures for a penthouse air I just air imagine it's like, it's like kind of a woman in silhouette. Oh, I remember exactly. And no, it just no is silhouette. like the scent is beave. It was no... It was, it was cut to her body... Like, so it was like a woman uh, like on her knees out, but it was like in the shape of her body. 
And when I got it, there was no smell. So oh, it was a used air Oh, yeah, it wasn't a brand new one. Because the guy and his dad had done all okay. the smelling. It's like... <laughs> got it. <laughs> dad, can I take this air freshener for a day? <laughs> the only thing that I remember in this Playgirl was a guy on a yacht um, and he was putting up a sail like this and he just had a raging heart on and it looked it was very sporty and when I saw that it was very sporty? yeah it was sort of like you don't just get to say it was very sporty and let it kind of go away it was very sporty is that like has that stuck with you? Do you that mean it image. was like a sporty a erection? Sporty boner? Like what? What does that mean? It, what was surprising to me, I think why it stuck with me until this day, and I haven't thought about it in years, <laughs> is that it was an activity that was non-sexual that I was like, huh. I, it's, like, it's like Orlando Bloom, like when he was paddleboarding with his dick out. You're like, oh, that's a thing you can do? Okay. Like, it just seemed like... Sporty. Yeah, it just seemed like it just oh, yeah. seems sporty. I'm like, like when I'm, I'm a, when I'm a grown up, I might sail nude with a with full a heart erection. On. Yeah, I might just be like, got to put up this sail. I Isn't got a that heart interesting on. that that's an integral part of your sexual identity? <laughs> is understanding that one might get a boner while yachting. But it wasn't just like getting a boner. It was like I'm going to fuck this boat. I'm gonna like launch this sail with a full-on erection. Like, it wasn't like... Oh, oh I, I can, can win the America's Cup with this fucking mast. <laughs> set, like, set the mainsail, Luke John B. All I'm saying is I identify with hearing the title of that magazine. <laughs> wow. I love, wow that, I love that a kid brought a Playgirl as a nudie mag, and everybody was like, we're all getting this is part of it. Sporty boners, I'm in. It was like for as long as that kid was on the bus, there was always some sort of like something to look at. Yeah, something oh. there. And we were relegated to whatever we could find in the swamp or the woods. <laughs> we had the safe room full of porno. That's very lucky. Yeah. Um, well, let's go to the audience. Oh. And please. All right, sir. Your sound of a condom being taken off in your question. Uh, John? If Paul, I'm going to ask you to stop going to yeah. men for this. I'm trying I'm to get some more... I'm going to need some ladies to raise I'm their looking, hands, please. I'm looking for some lady hands. All right, here we go. I'm looking for some lady hands? <laughs> That's a t-shirt. I'm looking for some lady hands, and then just two hands. One, and you have to figure out which is the ladies. That's a t-shirt. Guys, someone's writing these down, right? All right, sir, your question. How many is too many pictures to hang in your RV by one nail? It's a good question. A lot of things hung in the RV. I didn't, I didn't well, notice that. I, I, well, no, I'm glad you brought that up, though, because the scene where uh, What's-His-Face is driving the RV, I mean, he is, he's trying to kill that woman. He's trying to murder her. There's no way. If she had not been killed by Jason, she would have died in the back of the RV. A hundred percent. 
I mean, she wouldn't have survived. The first thing to fly out of that RV in the most expensive stunt in the film was a TV, like a full-sized TV. Really? Yeah, it was just I like, missed that. Yeah, it just flew on the road. Maybe you were watching it, not Letterbox, like I was watching it, <laughs> where they have the condom sounds in multiple scenes. <laughs> I was watching it on an old Zune. Our ma'am, your condom sound, your name, your question. I guess there is no sound because it's not that hard to put on. Okay, but take off. All right, take Paul, off. just stop. Oh boy. Th- that's also not my job. All right, not her job. All right. Not my job. <laughs> um, fair La- enough. I will say, ladies, you have to take charge of your <laughs> yes. safe sex. I think. Fair. That's that's right? absolutely true. Um, no, is it not anybody's uh, job? Uh, Whose job is it? I think my job. I think it's the man's job to take off his own condom and deal with it. Yeah. I'm just saying, I'm just saying, ladies, you can take off my condom if you want. Jason, I don't. You can want also to leave I... it on for as long as you need. <laughs> I'm still wearing one from three yeah. years ago. You should definitely take that off. Because some lady didn't take it off. <laughs> <laughs> it smells terrible. All right, ma'am, your question. So. We're a bunch of former day camp counselors and like summer camp counselors. I see you. Thank you. I see you. Where did those kids come from? Like, cause that lady shoves them out of the bus and it's like, they're yours now. Yeah. That's what was weird. It also seemed like they were just there for the weekend. Right. Well, they're, they're kept on saying we can't run this summer camp because two people aren't here, but yet they were more than the two. They didn't seem that understaffed. I think they were understaffed. They I seemed, mean, that's a lot of kids, well, the here's, ratio. Here's what, what we, ne- we only saw, we saw, let's see, three uh, female counselors, but only one male counselor, right? So there's yeah. got to be other... Well, there was the head counselor who was killed. Yeah. And then that's it. So how many people are at this camp and how many... What is this? Is there a nurse... Is there an administrative staff? Like, I've got, like, four counselors max yeah. and a bunch I mean, I of think campers. Everyone's wearing a lot of hats. It, I, for me, I wouldn't send my kids there. Okay. I don't have kids, but I wouldn't send them there. But none of them died, so they did a great job. Yeah. Ma'am, your name, your question. Here we go. Becky, um, did anybody else notice the abrupt kind of scary change of tone from the little girl who scared the whole time? And then when the counselor says, let's go, let's go back and whatever. She's like, okay. Like she spends the, like three scenes being like, huh, huh, huh. Yeah. and then in a second she's like, okay. What's weird about the counselor, the counselor who's wearing all the clothes is, and I did really like her and appreciate her, but she is holding, that little girl brings a bloody machete to her and she has no reaction to it. And that fact, little girl doesn't lead with the bloody machete either. She's like, hey, there's a strange man outside my window. Oh, 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 yeah, and then they also have this bloody machete. They've set her up as like a girl who cries wolf. She's scared of monsters. She's scared. She had a bad dream. She's blah, blah, blah. But then she walks in. Well, the minute you see a bloody machete, you, got, you, you can't be like, they're just m- messing around, you know? And if, by the way, this is how they mess around, like, that's troubling. Yes. Also, like... Nobody seems to be nervous when their friends disappear. 
You know, because that woman is like, oh my God, it's so late. I can't believe they're still not here. And I don't know, maybe as a counselor, you're like, it's totally normal to, once the campers are asleep, disappear for hours into the woods. Listen, I'm, thank you for accrediting me. I don't know if that's um, accreditation. <laughs> I don't know that that's, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know that you can get college credit right now. As a counselor, well, I was a counselor before cell phones, so... <laughs> no, it is related, because... A pre-cell phone counselor? I was a pre-cell phone counselor, so you didn't have access to people. I mean, I, I, I yearn for those days again. We but, all yearn for pre-cell phone days. Yes. But I remember, yeah, you, did, you couldn't keep track of everybody, so... I don't the know. Kid, I mean, it that does was seem... your stated job. <laughs> <laughs> Your job was to keep track of it. Of course, everyone. you'd keep track of the kids. Of the course, it counselors. Was, it was harder when they didn't have GPS machines in their pockets, but. <laughs> I mean, those head counselors had been gone for days. They, they just are never showed up. Completely absent. Yeah. All right, I have a question up here. Ma'am, your name, your question, what do you got? I have a, before um, we get to that, Paul, one question, very quickly. Who is the woman that the guy is having Hold on sex one second. with in the trailer? Is she a counselor? Yes, she's Wait, a counselor. Wait, say it again, Jason. Who is the woman that the guy is having sex with in the trailer? Counselor. Is she a tra counselor as well, or is she just a trailer townie? I mean, she's both, I think. I think all of these counselors are also you townies. Think, you think they're locals who are counselors well, and townies? Well, Megan's a counselor, and she's a townie. That's true, I guess. I think Sissy's a townie. I think Were you a counselor towns. in your town? No. <laughs> is my I, mean, I was a day camp counselor in my uh, town, but okay. I was not an overnight counselor in my own town. Were you ever an overnight counselor? Yes. Wow. Um, obviously, we had opinions about this movie, but there are people out there with a different opinion. It is now time for second opinions. All right. Yesterday, Michael Myers, Freddy Child's play, Jason Voorhees hunting Crystal Lake. Oh, all the thrills have gone away. Secondly, opinions twice the stars they ought to be. How could this have ever frightened me? Oh, give me some anxiety. Why they had to rate it five stars, I couldn't say. Seems this film was shot, am I wrong? In just a day, yesterday. <laughs> Amazing. Give it up for your names. Malia. Malia. And who? Danny. Give it up for Malia and Danny. Wow. Well done. Those were amazing second opinion songs. One. I could not take my eyes off of those two. Their harmonies were beautiful. Beautiful. Amazing. These are five-star reviews. Cold from Amazon.com. There are 381 reviews of this film. 68% are five-star. 
And wow. we will get right into it. This one's written by Andrew Lynch. I will say that when we announced this film, people were upset. This is like one of their favorite Jason films. I think because of all the things we talked about, the, the kind of the comparisons to Scream, the light, the fun uh, of all of it. But these people take it pretty seriously. Um, okay. Andrew Lynch writes, Not a lot of people dig it because Jason looks like a zombie. Whereas number five was kind of disappointing with the fake killer or imposter Jason. But here you get a good story, lots of gore, and kills worthy of being called Friday the 13th. I remember I used to watch these with my mom as a kid. My favorite thing to this day is still part eight, Jason Takes Manhattan. I grew up in New York all my life, so my mom would say, be good, or Jason will take you to Camp Crystal Lake himself. Good times. This is a lot like your, your parenting. I know. The drunk caretaker is the best. He reminds me of my landlord. <laughs> if you're a collector or a fan or a first-timer, you can't go wrong. Five out of five stars. It's Jason. What's not the love? <laughs> um, this one is written by Call Me Dupe. The movie's titled Jason Lives. This is clearly a problem because Jason has died and he's risen from the grave. So now he's definitely not living. He's a walking corpse who somehow <laughs> experienced no muscle deterioration from his years in a coffin. The end. Five stars? Yep. Despite it all. Wow. Um, this one is written by SR. At first, I didn't like this movie, but my child had never seen it. Child. So I ordered it, and guess what? Now, I really like it. Five stars. What? Is, is, the, is, is the transaction simply that the child needs to see it for him to like it? I, I don't know... I, I mean, I don't know. There's probably a lot of movies the child hasn't seen. I feel like this kid was like, I like meatballs, dad, which is a, a bizarre thing. And the dad was like, here's Faces of Death. Yeah. Like, oh, here's also a movie with kids at a summer camp. Wow. Um, this one is the one that I really wanted to read. This is by V.K. Managlavarius. And he writes, as I said in my part five review, people, in all caps, must stop giving false information. Why are you giving false information by saying wrongly that Tommy went to Jason's grave at the beginning like part five never existed? Are you well, my friend? Do you need a doctor? Yes. Tommy, with a friend, went to Jason's grave and resurrected him by accident. But this is not meant that that part five was ignored, as you wrongly said, because my friend put in the DVD of part six again in the DVD player, and we watched the beginning when Tommy, and it's, it's all in caps, and his friend were talking in the car before they reached Jason's grave, saying that they escaped from the mental institute where Tommy was in part five in order to go and cremate Jason's body so that Tommy's Jason nightmares would be over. Okay? 
all those nightmares he had from part five. And Tommy's friends said they would be crazy to escape, and if they would, they'd be caught, then they'd be in trouble. And you, my friend, dare say that part five never happened? From now on, be careful of what you say. And all of you who wrongly try to bury a great sequel like part five, because there are true Jason fans out there, like me, who know the truth and don't take your bullshit easily. You got it, my friend? Nuss said five stars. I love I love that this five-star review has multiple threats in it. Who is this conversation with? Who is this? Um, this and this basically is about a, fake news. I mean, it is someone called Mr. Pumpkin Man. <laughs> Mr. Pumpkin Man? Yeah. Um, the tagline, <laughs> this tagline I think is actually pretty clever. If you think it's hard to keep a good man down, try keeping a bad one. I guess it should be down. If you think it's hard keeping a good man down, try keeping a bad one. If you think it's hard to keep a good man down, dot, 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 try keeping down a bad one. That's actually not a good line. (laughs) It's concise. It makes you think. If you think it's hard keeping a good man down... This is the it's, one. Try keeping, try keeping a bad man hard. <laughs> on a yacht. Sporty. <laughs> sporty. Try keeping a sporty boner hard on a yacht. <laughs> this one. This, on a catamaran. This one I think is tricky because, in the grand scheme of the Nightmare on Elm Street franchises, the Nightmare Returns, well, that would mean that would be a, a Freddy movie. Sure. Seems like that was a really rough one. Um, this movie's budget was $3 million. Its opening, oh, wow. its opening weekend was $6 million. It was the first Jason film not to gross $20 million. Uh, it came in number 46 out of all the movies made in 1986. The top three movies are Top Gun, Crocodile Dundee, and Platoon. This movie was beaten by Cobra, Howard the Duck, Maximum Overdrive. Oh, wow. oh sorry. This movie was beaten by Cobra. This movie beat Howard the Duck, Maximum Overdrive, Shanghai Surprise, Rad, and Solar Babies. Wow. Wait, sorry, what year is this? 1986. Thank you. Uh, The director has Jason's uh, cemetery grave in his front yard with um, a, a piece of the leg coming out of it and a city employee refused to enter his yard to read the meter because he thought a real body was buried there. Um, and uh, anyone want to take a guess on how many kills were made in this movie? Well, them. 18, you're right, 18 kills. Here's 18 the thing. Kills. Why do so many people know? That means all of you who said it were counting, and that's weird. There Why were- are you counting, like... One, two, three. No, you missed the, the woman in the puddle of mud. Oh, right. Puddle of mud woman. Um, Jason June, any final thoughts before we ask if you're going to recommend it? Anything that we didn't mention? That yeah, you- there was a... Hold on. There were a couple of things. 
Tony Goldwyn really blew my mind. Like, I, I love, because there's all these, uh, like, it seems to me that, like, Johnny Depp in the original yes. um, uh, Nightmare on Elm Street, like, young people, like, I love that horror movies of the 80s are the proving ground for, like, the young talent going forward. That always, uh, Young I talent that. that looks 50. Yes. Well, I think that that, that speech that that one character gives about the American Indians is such Oof. a crazy... I rewound that. I had to watch it twice. I couldn't make heads or tails of what he was saying. I kind of was impressed with the commitment of it. I'll just play a, a section of it here. Listen, you obviously don't know anything about Indians, okay? Probably none of you do. Paul, will you pause for a second? So are we to believe that underneath this is a gray tank top? Because later, when he's boning down in the trailer, yeah. he's just wearing a gray tank top. Well, that's your, not... safe, your safe sex tank top. Yes, the condom uh, tank yeah. top? Okay, got it. Let's just say you have a chief, right? And he dumps his squaw or his wife or whatever, and he decides, hey, I'm going to pick up with another one. I'm going to take off with her. So he takes off, leaving his son with the mother, and all of a sudden, you know, a week or two later, the son wants to catch up with his dad, right? He wants to learn how to shoot a bow, stuff, you know, kill buffalo, whatever these guys do. So what happens is he comes along, Sees the rocks, says, Daddy, he went that way, obviously. And so what happens is he comes up, knocks them all down before the mother catches up because she doesn't, he doesn't want to see any of her anymore. So, um, you know, pretty much that's the basic story. Tells you where they go. If this is as exciting as it gets, we're in big trouble, dude. I mean, imagine if the whole movie was those two kids. They are crushing. I mean, basically, it would be Salute Your Shorts with Jason, which I would be down yeah. with. Um, I loved that the the Jay sorry that Jason broke the dad in half. When Jason killed the sheriff dad, he like folded him like he was like putting a t-shirt away. June, anything else? No, I mean we've covered it. It's it's hard. I I I I will recommend watching this movie. The movie to me, I I did get lost in it. So many of the movies we watch are so painful to consume. And this, I did enjoy just the viewing of it. Yeah, um, yeah I don't know. I, it's, it's weird. It's like, I had no expectations for it. Once you know you're on number six, like there's no expectation that it, it will be anything but terrible. But it does, have, it does make some moves that are interesting yeah. and surprising. Um, I guess I like this movie. I enjoyed it. <laughs> I, yeah. I also would wa I would recommend it. I enjoyed watching it. Yeah, it I would. I would too. I think it has a lot of fun stuff, and I feel like if the studio committed to letting it be a little bit more of what it wanted to be, I think it could have even been better because there are a lot of things. But you feel like they also then paid off on the things that they went back and forth. It also bit. doesn't get mired in a lot of unnecessarily unnecessary plotting yes like it really is kind of vignettes like yeah. it really is you're always being introduced to new people you get a taste of them they get murdered <laughs> moving yeah. on and that made it kind of fun to watch it's, because you're never like oh these people again because it's always killing and recycling it's the altman version of these jason movies it's like you okay, just spooled <laughs> this is not the nashville version this is not nashville for horror movies it took the words right out of my mouth. You know, I think Spike Lee said it best when he was on our show. You um, I did love the fact uh, that he took three heads off with one machete job. Loved. And why was that paintballer so 
like mad at that woman and carrying a machete to a paintball match. He was like a misogynist in the woods at a paintball company retreat, like chopping stuff. Like, why was he allowed to bring a machete? Because Jason needed one. That was the only justification. It was like, I guess we got to get him a machete. Anyway, he can't go to Home Depot. At the end of the movie, Tommy successfully gets a chain around Jason's neck, dumps the boulder in the river. Jason is then, like, trapped at the bottom of the river, right? Yes. That's the, that's the idea. That's how they manage to save the day, everything. Then it cuts to daytime, everything's good. And as they, have let, they have chosen to leave Jason at the bottom of the river. But that, we have to assume police have now come. Police have, like, talked to Megan. They've talked to Tommy. They've talked to the campers. And they're like, he's right there. I weighed him down with a boulder. Yeah. And, and the police were like, well, we're going to have to get him out of there. And like, no, no, no. Leave him in the river. Well, leave I him have, in the lake. I have two questions about this. One, Tommy decides, based, I guess, on those books that he read, that he needs to put Jason back in the traumatic incident to kill him for good, which is fucked up, um, just on an emotional level. Um, well, also but, because he was never killed there. but Oh, I guess you're right, yeah. And also because he's never, he's, you can't kill him because he is the, the living dead. Well, yeah, but he's here's... He's like just awake underwater. But here's the thing that I'm most confused about. And I forget, I can't believe we didn't bring this up. They take an outboard boat motor to Jason, and it seems to chop him up. You would think it would cut off his head, cut off his chest, do something. He seems to be fine. Totally and totally Like fine. Wolverine fine. He's got a healing factor. So what was happening? What happened? I don't know. I don't know, because there was blood in the water. Um, By the way, they shot some of that in the director's pool and fucked up his pool filter. <laughs> And chunks. It was blood and chunks, and you got a yeah. sense that real damage was being done but to him by the motor. But he was totally fine. But like, like this guy, like, does he come back in seven? Yeah, of course. And he's fine, right? Of course. He was fine at the end of the movie. He's there with the boulder, eye opens. The like, guard, right, let's do it again. Now, why can't Jason? He's awake, right underwater. Pull himself like this. Right? Further the, down, right. loosening the chain off. That's all he has to do. This. That's it. Provide, loosen the tension by dragging your own self down. Loosen, and you're out. Boom. I mean, by the way, That's the way really that they point. show the, his strength in this movie, you could say he would just break that chain with his bare hands. He also survived the RV's complete steps. Cody or whatever that kid's yeah. name in the head. The the what? Court. Okay, court. court. <laughs> they should have named him Cody. Snaps Cody in the head. The whole thing flip-flops upside down and Jason's like, "I'm okay." So you think just putting him on a on a rock at the bottom is going to hold him no way? He could probably just drag that rock right out. He could have just like, "Yes, also, here's the Jason. Pull, pull, pull. Now, feet on the bottom of the lake." Walk, drag, walk, <laughs> drag, walk, drag, I'm out. Murder, 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 murder. That's it. Like, it's not a satisfying method of defeating him. I think they realize that they can't really kill him too severely because he's got to come back. I guess so. Well, there we did. We've really broken it down. 
And this is your premier horror podcast. How did this get made? <laughs> we know all the ins and outs. We've given you the most thorough explanation of Jason and condom removal sounds. Um, a big shout out to Avril Halley, who is here tonight, our amazing producer. She's here. Give it up for her. Also, our engineer, Devin, killing it over there. Beth Thomas, our stage manager. She's amazing. Thank you, everybody here in Berkeley. Yeah! You did it, Berkeley! Thank you for coming. We appreciate it. All right, that brings us to the end of our show. Thank you, everyone, for coming out to that really fun show at Berkeley. I know it was hot. If you were in that crowd, the AC was not working, and we appreciate you all sticking it out to talk Jason Voorhees with us. Again, a big uh, tip of the hat to our producer, Avril Halley, who pulls all of these movies and finds these amazing experiences for us to share with all of you. Uh, Devin is out there engineering the board, making it sure it sounds good. I mean, it's a live show. It's complicated, and it does sound so, so good. Also, just a reminder, if you're not watching Big Mouth, guess who's in it? Jason, June, and me. That's right, Big Mouth Season 3, available on Netflix right now. And June Diane Raphael wrote a book. It's called Represent a Woman's Guide to running for office, and changing the world. You can check out that book wherever books are sold or on Amazon. And you can also check out The Jane Club, which we recently talked about in a mini episode. It's June's social club that caters to creating an amazing community. Go to thejaneclub.com or follow them on Instagram. And as I've said previously, The Good Place is back on NBC. And guess what that means? It's the final season. So who's returning? Well, I don't know. Jason's been on that show. I've been on that show. I wonder what will happen. I guess you'll just have to tune in and watch to see how it all shakes out. And also, if you're not listening to Unspooled, check it out. We've had some really fun episodes recently. Uh, last week, we did The Godfather, and that's a great place to kind of start on the show. Um, a classic film. You can kind of get a taste of what we've been doing over at Unspooled. And a big thank you to everybody else who helps us out. Uh, Nate Kiley with his amazing research. And of course, Kyle Waldron with his amazingly cool Instagram art. Uh, also, the ghost of Craig T. Nelson has been designing some really classic art for us right now. Like I always say, head on over to tpublic.com slash store slash HDTGM to check out our shirt, which is a very special Jason Manzukis, Jason Voorhees mashup shirt. It's available right now in the store. A big thanks to Cody Fisher, another one of our producers, and Josh Richmond and everybody at Earwolf for making this show sound so good. Tune in next week for a mini episode and give me a call at 619-PAULASK. That's 619 619- Paul ask to have any questions about this film answered or just to have a question about your own personal life answered. I take great care in making sure that I give you the best advice I can. So we'll see you next week for a mini episode 619 PAUL ASK. Bye for now. Vacations are always good. Sometimes they're even great. And Celebrity Cruises is about to ruin all of that. Because once you explore with us, you'll never want a vacation any other way. And with new Quick Caribbean Escapes, you'll never want a weekend any other way either. Celebrity Cruises. Nothing comes close. Visit Celebrity.com, call 1-800-CELEBRITY, or contact your travel advisor. Ships Registry, Malta and Ecuador.